Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were MotoGP 20 and Yakuza Kiwami coming to Xbox Game Pass. Speaking of Xbox Game Pass, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for console is Red Dead Redemption 2 on May 7th. The games coming out this week include The Inner Friend, Daymare 1998, Snow Runner, Moving Out, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot New Power Awakens Part 1, Telling Lies, Starcrossed, Dread Nautical, Shred 2 featuring Sam Pilgrim, Crawlers and Brawlers, Active Neurons Puzzle Game, Streets of Rage 4, Levelhead, Commandos 2, Predatorians HD Remastered Double Pack, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered, Book of Demons, Arcade Spirits, Super Toy Cars 2, and Maiden Tower. Now it's last week's biggest news stories, and we have 8 to cover this week. Number 1. Phil Spencer Xbox Series X game reveals won't be too much of a wait. Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Head of Xbox Phil Spencer has said that the next step for Xbox Series X reveals won't be too much of a wait, and that the next step seems to be about revealing games. In a tweet, Phil Spencer said he had, quote, reviewed plans yesterday for continued sharing through launch. Team is doing great work in adapting. I've never been more excited about Xbox plans. We've heard you. You want transparency, authenticity. We want to keep showing you that way. Next step is not too much of a wait. Games, end quote. It's led to renewed speculation after rumors began swirling around the possibility of a Series X event in May, and the fact that the Xbox recently trademarked a new logo for Series X. Many of those same discussions mention a reveal for Lockhart, the long-rumored low-end variant of the Xbox Series X. It's great that we're getting this chunk of marketing and news from Phil Spencer simply for replying to a random person on Twitter. It shows that Microsoft and Xbox's continued success in how they're marketing for the Series X and the next-gen console launches. I can't wait to see what happens in May as all rumors are pointing towards console reveals for the Series S and more games to be revealed for our shiny new boxes this fall. Number 2. Xbox Series X loading times are four times faster, says Gears of War developer. Heather Wald at GamesRadar writes, The Coalition Studio Technical Director Mike Rayner recently spoke about the capabilities of the Xbox Series X and what it'll mean for game development going forward. In an interview with Windows Central, Raynar spoke about the greatly improved Xbox Series X loading times in comparison to the Xbox One, as well as how the Coalition will look to explore how it can use the hardware's improvements and features to, quote, increase the texture detail in our game beyond what we can fit into memory, end quote. Raynor begins by talking about the expectations of each generational leap when it comes to the improvements of the CPU, GPU, and memory performance of the hardware, and says the, quote, Xbox Series more than delivers against these expectations, end quote. Quote, as a game developer, one of the most exciting improvements that far exceeds expectations is the massive I.O. improvements of the Xbox series, end quote, Raynar explains. Quote, in the current generation, as the fidelity and size of our worlds increased, we have seen download times and install sizes grow and increasing runtime I.O. demands, which have made it challenging to maintain load time expectations and meet world streaming demands without detailed loss. The Xbox Series X has been holistically designed to address this challenge. The I.O. improvements Raynar refers to is the speed at which the Xbox Series X's new SSD can process input from you and display the results when you're playing game, which will greatly improve loading times. But with the Xbox Series X out of the gate, we reduced our load times by more than four times without any code changes, end quote. And that last line is what is most exciting to me. Xbox has done an amazing job with backwards compatibility, and when we get our Xbox Series Xs this fall, we can expect that every single game made for Xbox will be improved without any additional work. Number three, gamers in the US can now donate Microsoft Rewards points to COVID-19 relief efforts. 
Heidi Nicholas at Drew Achievements writes, Players in the U.S. can now, from today, put their Microsoft Rewards points toward helping two global foundations with their COVID-19 relief efforts, with Microsoft matching each donation one-to-one. Earlier this month, Microsoft announced that players in the U.S. could donate to the CDC Foundation using their Microsoft Reward points. Now Microsoft is adding two global foundations to which players can donate. Quote, everyone is looking for ways to give back to support charities and organizations that are making a difference in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic, end quote. The announcement reads, adding that, but within the first few weeks of announcing Xbox One owners can use Microsoft Reward points to donate to the CDC Foundation, our gamer community has come together with over 100,000 individual donations, end quote. Microsoft reward points can be earned through several methods, such as playing games, completing Xbox Game Pass quests, and making searches on Bing. Microsoft Rewards members can donate these points with the donation button on the Xbox One Dash or the donation button within the Microsoft Rewards app on the Xbox. 1,000 reward points equals to $1 in donations, and Microsoft will match these one-to-one. Really cool that Microsoft is providing a platform for all of us gamers at home, which have a lot more gamer time than normal, a way to give back and fight against COVID-19. Number 4. Xbox Series X Logo Seemingly Revealed Joe Scrabbles at IGN writes, Microsoft has trademarked what seems to be the logo for the Xbox Series X. Filed on April 16th, the treatment follows a similar style to the Xbox One X and S logos. The X, in particular, differs from the title treatments we've seen for the upcoming console previously. Whether this is Microsoft getting its legal ducks in a row or a sign that it's about to reveal more about the console is unknown. What we do know is that Microsoft wants to be able to print this logo on a lot of things. The trademark listing includes not just game consoles, but bags, jewelry, posters, trading cards, and air fire extinguisher apparatuses. It's a pretty cool logo and it's exciting to see what they're going to do for the Series S, which is rumored to be announced very soon in Project Lockhart. Hopefully we will find out in less than a month. Number 5. Bleeding Edge gets a new fighter next week with more content in development. Sean Carey at Drew Achievements writes, It's been nearly a month since Bleeding Edge launched and it looks like some new content is coming to the team-based brawler, an update that's expected to roll out next week as a new fighter and makes several performance improvements. The new fighter is a dolphin that pilots a crab-like mech suit. Mecho is a ranged tank that sports a shield which can absorb damage and be used to power up and change its abilities. The character is considered one of the tougher fighters to get grips with, so it could take some time to learn how to best use Mecho. Ninja Theory says that the Bleeding Edge team is has been fixing several of the critical issues that arose when the game launched and has since had to push back its content release plans. Most of these problems have been addressed in previous patches, but the new update scheduled for next week should fix a lot of the performance issues and stop things like teleporting and rubber banding of fighters. Finally, Ninja Theory has said that new skins are on the way in the next patch after the Mecho update, and that the team is experimenting with new game modes, another fighter, custom and ranked modes, and a new map. I have to admit Bleeding Edge fell off my radar, I was very excited going into the beta when I was playing it, and I enjoyed my time, however I've just been distracted with other games. I'm excited to try and get my friends to give it a shot with me in the months to come. Number 6. Minecraft Dungeons will not use online matchmaking in multiplayer mode. Imogen Donovan at Videogamer.com writes, Mojang announced that Minecraft Dungeons isn't going to use online matchmaking for the multiplayer mode of the Dungeon Crawler spinoff via My Nintendo News. The developer stated that the game is intended to be played together with your friends either on a comfy couch or in a comfy online session. That's a flat no too because the team doesn't anticipate that it would roll out the feature in a future update. From launch, Minecraft Dungeons will support online multiplayer with players on the same platform, but crossplay is planned. The game is a co-op experience for a maximum of 4 players, and the difficulty enemy count and the loot will adapt based on the number of players in each session. Though unforeseen, it is fair enough about the online matchmaking emission, Minecraft is very popular with children and would put parents' minds at rest if they were assured that their child was playing with people they knew in real life. Moreover, it would 
prevent players from griefing each other and discourage toxicity from the offset. Given that this is one of the big Xbox Game Studios first party titles coming out, I wanted to highlight this story, although I do not think it is a big deal. Gather some friends, find a community, go online, and you will surely be able to find players if you're looking for additional participants. Number 7. Battlefield 5 won't receive any more major content updates after summer. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Battlefield 5 will no longer receive major content expansions following a new update scheduled for June, according to the game's official Twitter account. In a new blog post, developer EA DICE announced that there will be a new update this summer following the conclusion of its current chapter, Into the Jungle, which was themed around the Pacific Theater, a chapter set to end on April 29th. The summer update won't be a Chapter 7 expansion, but will instead be a standalone update with some new content, weapons, and game tweaks. After that, Battlefield 5 will be supported with new weekly missions, but otherwise have no further content planned beyond our updates to community games and ensuring healthy game performance. It seems that EA DICE will be closing the book on Battlefield 5. The last military shooter from DICE took the action back to World War II after Battlefield 1 took place during World War 1. EA CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed there will not be a Battlefield game released in 2020. I seem to only want to play Battlefield games after I watch war movies. I have Battlefield 5. I hated the campaign thing that they tried to put into it and the multiplayer just didn't hook me. And I'm sure for the community still playing Battlefield 5, this is disappointing as there will be no major updates and there will be no new game in 2020. Here's to 2021. And number 7, WWE says there will be no WW2K video game this year. Michael McWhorter of Polygon writes, 2K Games won't release an annual WWE wrestling sim this year, effectively meaning that WWE 2K21 has been cancelled, according to comments made on WWE's quarterly investor call on Thursday. WWE Interim Chief Financial Officer Frank Riddick said, quote, there's not going to be a launch of a game this year, end quote, in response to a question about the release of WWE 2K21. The cancellation of this year's WWE 2K game comes after after a down year for the franchise, WWE 2K20 was slammed by both critics and fans for its poor technical performance, with widely shared game-breaking yet often very visually amusing bugs. Developer Visual Concepts took over for former developer Yuke's with last year's game after the Japanese developer left the WWE 2K series to work on its own wrestling project. And as this podcast releases on Monday, there will be news to follow on Monday. A spokesperson talking to Polygon told them that there is exciting news to announce on Monday at 7am Pacific Time. Really interesting to see what they do with the franchise and what that announcement will be next week's show. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is just a little background read on Wikipedia of Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, born January 12, 1968, is an American business executive who is the current executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft. He is currently the head of Xbox brand and leads the global creative and engineering teams responsible for gaming at Microsoft. Any diehard Xbox fan will tell you that Phil Spencer has been a savior for the brand, turning around the botched launch of the Xbox One, and heading into this next generation with nothing but steam behind them. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I haven't had too much time to game, but I've continued my grind on World of Warcraft, played a number of Warzone games with my friends, and been marathoning Ozark on Netflix. Really enjoying that show. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.